Right. right, hello everyone and welcome to episode two of the CPRW podcast. I'm Colin from Collins Prank Rock World and CPRW Records. Uh, today we're in, joined by the international members of our gang, uh, Marcus, uh, Brett and Robin. Uh, before we get cracking, I just wanted to say thanks for all your feedback on episode one. It's been nice to hear. Uh, like I, I enjoyed that Free Dogs called it Nerdy Punk Rock Chat, which I thought was quite quite apt and squat. I kind of thought that's what I really miss from going to shows and stuff just having these really nerdy talks about music because I don't get that many other places so this is basically I think what this podcast is going to be um just want to see if Marcus uh, Britt and Robin want to say hi and introduce themselves okay sure we'll go first um so I'm Robin uh married Mar- Mar- married to Brett. Um, and we live in Johannesburg, South Africa. Yep. Uh, my name is Marcus, uh, and I'm coming at you from America, uh, more specifically uh, Gatesville, Texas, which is a tiny town that I'm sure no one that's listening to this has ever heard of. That's about 7,000 people. So. Oh, wow. Wow. We know Texas, though. Yeah. We've, heard, we've heard of Texas. Yeah, you've heard, you've heard <laughs> of that one. King of the hell. That's small states. <laughs> yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> Uh, so on Friday, we uh, CPRW Records released our newest compilation. It was called uh, To The Front. Uh, Robin and Emma sort of did this one for us. So get, I'll get Robin to talk about it. Oh, yeah. So Emma and I wanted to do something focused on kind of minority voices in punk or like kind of, you know, really, I suppose, getting away from just like your run-of-the-mill sort of I suppose male fronted or male member only bands and just kind of shine a spotlight on some of those more sort of minority members so to the front like had that focus um and it was like so much fun to do (laughs) I know why you do the records now because it's it's to to reach out to people and you think no one's gonna come back like no one's gonna want to do that and everyone is so generous with all of their work that they've put into their music they're so ready to like send a song do promo stuff they just like it was awesome working with emma was really lovely um and she did such a fantastic like artwork for the comp which was very cool um so yeah then we when we put that out and you were saying like it's done so well which is like super super great and like People on, on Instagram sharing it, like just like people sharing it everywhere. It was super awesome to see. Like, I think, yeah, I think we're at a space, like a time where we like, we want to open punk up and be like, punk is about inclusion, about, you know, fighting for like the values that we really like hold dear. And I think, yeah, that comp was, it was a good time. It was a yeah. good time to put out that comp. So it's really nice to see it do well. So just, yeah, big thank you to all of those bands. Like, thank you to everyone who bought it. Like, it was such a success. Like, yeah, just big thanks. It was very cool. Yeah, that's uh, raised, uh, I think, over £200 for Imkan now, which is makes it, like, our biggest release that hasn't got over 100 songs on. So that's yeah, really like, cool to see. Yeah, and, and you know, like, I think Imkan was such a, like, a good charity to pick as well because they're based in the UK, but they're, like, you know, like us. <laughs> they, you know, they extend, like, all across the world and they're really trying to, like, do this work of protecting, like, black and minoritized girls 
everywhere as much as possible, you know? So I think, it, yeah, just really great to be able to support them as well. I kind of feel like if... The success of the compilation like proves that people care about this kind of thing mm. and this, yeah. this kind of cause, which is awesome. That's really nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, yeah, that's um, it to the front. It is still for sale and all of our other comps are still for sale on our Bandcamp page. So go check them out. Thanks. Um, so obviously the big news yesterday was Joe Biden winning and Trump yeah. finally going away. So uh, we just, if uh, Marcus wanted to touch Don't on let that. the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> yeah. No one care. How you feeling? <laughs> it's, oh man, it was so nice. Uh, I, I was telling before we hit record. Uh, I, like I said, I live in Texas, which is a very red state, very conservative state. Um, and so we had our own local people that we were pushing for. And uh, I think since I've moved here, I haven't voted for anyone who's won anything. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, the, uh, so Tuesday night was not a great night. And then, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I just kept checking my phone and refreshing and, you know, it's like looking good, but I was talking to my wife, um, who has not really been into politics until the last, you know, until the last couple of years when it's like, this is obviously not great. <laughs> like something needs to change. Uh, and she was just like, it, after yesterday's news, it was like, it seems like it's just been so long since there's been something to feel hopeful about uh and 100%. yeah and, and it's and so it was like can you give yourself permission to hope that this is going to turn out okay because like we thought it was going to be we thought we'd know you know they told us like hey you might not know on tuesday and we're like yeah but i mean we'll probably know on tuesday and we did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like i know what you're saying i know you're an expert but like you know we'll probably know because just because that's what i want to know i want to know so i'll probably know and then having that not be the case and having it kind of drag out and you know, he's still not gone. He's still the president until January. So there's still a lot that could be done. Maybe I'm not, I'm not sure what he's going to be like as a person who was fired. Uh, you know, yeah. um, but, uh, but I, it was just so, it was like the, uh, it was like the end of return of the Jedi where like, I don't know if you guys are into star Wars, but oh, like yeah. when Death star is blown up, and like all the people and all the different parts of the of the planets, they're all celebrating because it's gone. And obviously, he's still not gone because millions of people voted for him. And so I think yeah. that saying like yeah. this is the end is really like no, like what got us to this point? And hopefully, there's a lot of reflection on on everyone's side. I know that I'm one of the few people in my family who uh, supported Joe Biden, uh, who I don't think is perfect, and I don't agree with everything, but. Uh, you know, obviously the comparison between the two is just could not be more stark. Yeah, yeah. Like, so uh, there's still work to do, but uh, you know, I think just, I, I think that's one thing that has been the theme kind of going off of what, uh, what Robin was saying, how it's like, this is the time where like, you know, cause as, cause I'll be completely honest as a white person living in, in a, in a rural area, uh, like not a lot of those policies affected me. Um, you know, Trump didn't hurt me that much. Uh, there's a, maybe one or two small things, but, you know, looking now and saying, okay, well, who's really impacted by that? And am, am I able to look outside of myself and my own circumstance and see what's best for the whole of our country, for all of the Americans, for all of the humans that come here? Uh, right. And that is something that, um, you know, while no, 
Well, no politician is perfect because why would they be perfect? If they were, they would not be politicians. Who wants to be a politician? <laughs> I have often thought, like, to be a politician, especially to be like, like the president or the prime minister, you have to have some ego to think you're good enough to oh, yeah. run a whole country. Yeah. Well, and like, yeah. I think anyone who is like really smart would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and make money this way or I'm going to live my life yeah. and be happy this way. Because so, I mean, so credit to all the people who are doing the work and, and trying to make it better uh, because it's a hard job. And uh, I think that, you know, now there's the hope. And so hopefully we can move forward and make progress in other areas and, you know, focus on just what's best for the whole, like what's helpful to the people who are marginalized, even just recognizing that there are people who are marginalized, you know, the, like, the, I, I think that was the one, and I'll, I, you know, don't you talk forever about this, but, you know, during the George Floyd uh, you know, protest. That was when uh, I, I saw something yesterday that said that that was the big spike in uh, in voter registration. Saying, "All right, well, I wasn't going to vote before, but now because of this, people are saying that Black Lives don't matter. That this is not important. That you know, and 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 having that be part of the catalyst to get people involved. And it's sad that that's what it takes. Ideally, you would just already be involved. You'd already be looking out, but." Uh, if that's what it takes, if we can turn that into a positive thing, then that's, you know, you know. I suppose, and I think that's like the other thing that resonates with this victory is it's like putting the the good of everyone above just my comfort and mm. my, even my fear, like one person's fears and anxieties. Because I think there's a lot of things that have been driven by fear as well. Um, and yeah, I think that's 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 something that that comes through and you and when you see americans making that statement like it means a lot and you know everyone's kind of on their own journey and what made them decide ultimately but i you know i, I don't want to get too into too much politics but i did read an article earlier where the democrats are trying to say you know the radical you know, like the Black Lives Matter protesters in, you know, those sort of um, entities in the party, the AOCs and her squad, you know, they're, they're going to rip the, the, the left apart because they're just too, they're, they're too far left. They're too progressive. And AOC sort of came out and said, that's ridiculous. It was the Black Lives Matter protesters that, that really came to the polls. Mm. And, and you can't discount what that did for this election. So I think it's interesting that you bring that up, um, you know, and as you say, like Biden's not perfect, lots of work to do, but like ultimately it, it's, a, it's a vote for hope and a vote to say like, I'm not just going to think about what's good for me. I'm going to try and think about what's good for other people as well. And I think that's what everyone's feeling a little bit is like, yeah. And at the end of this year, <laughs> especially when it feels like every time you go out and you see someone not wearing a mask or you see someone and you think like, that's a selfish action. Yeah. Like, Oh, if people could just pull together, just think about your fellow human for a change. Then to see people pull together, you're like, yes, that's what I needed. I needed yeah. that this yeah. year. So yeah, it was, it was good. I know for me, like, like obviously in the UK, we have a uh, Mr. Johnson, for lack of better term, <laughs> as, as our leader. So sort of seeing like, like the Americans rally around and, get rid of Trump. That's trying to think, hopefully that'll give us like the impotence that we can rally around and get rid of Boris Johnson, because that'll be just yeah. marvellous. Because our UK voting has not gone to plan very often in yeah. recent history. We've just bad decision after bad decision. So hopefully this is like the catalyst for better everywhere, not just in America, which would be 
because people are good. There are good people, and yeah. they, they need to be pushed to the front to try and make things better, not the rich people who only care for themselves. Yeah, for sure. I just need one second. Okay. <laughs> you can edit this out later. I can't edit. <laughs> I think you watched the last one. Um, Robin. Okay, now we have to fill. Robin. Okay, well, the last time we uh, did a uh, podcast, the, uh, we spoke about our listening habits during lockdown, and I was just curious to know what your guys' uh, listening habits have been like this last six, seven months. Sure. Uh, well, I think... Uh... Okay, oh, a little, little, little Brett talk, Brett talk for a little bit. I feel like I've been talking too much. You go, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my listening habits have been interesting. Like I've I've gone back to a lot of really nostalgic stuff to like the kinds of things that got me into punk in the early years, like MXPX and Blink One Eight Two and Newfound Glory and those like old school pop punk bands that really got me into the scene. Um, but at the same time also looking for new new things and new new ways to engage um so like the live streaming has been really good i think in the beginning when lockdown started there was a live stream almost every, every, every weekend and almost every day where we could switch on youtube or facebook or instagram and there was some band that we could watch um, which was awesome as like South Africans, we don't generally get to see these bands live all the time. So like seeing Make War and like Red City Radio and like a whole, and Cold Rex, like a bunch of bands that oh. we've like would love to see. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, and obviously as we've gone, we've, we've watched a, a few others. Um, but yeah, like my listening habits have been, I don't think, I think I did go more towards the older, more nostalgic feeling stuff. Like I listened to a lot of MXPX. Like I think <laughs> a lot of MXPX, like through, throughout lockdown. Um, and I think it's just because it just made me feel like comfortable and mm. comforts. And I just love my career's voice and <laughs> like his bass lines. It, it was. We watched all their live stuff that they released. Yeah. Like well. it was like, yeah, he had like a, he also had a live stream every Thursday or Friday night that yeah. I, that I caught up with uh, the next morning because South African time. Um, it was just, yeah, it just felt like this is comfort. This is, this is what I need right now. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really good. Like, I think it was just navigable gravitating towards like what's going to make me feel good um and what's your yeah. what's your go-to mxpx record um i think probably life in general and their latest uh, self-titled i think between those two those are my favorites so far yeah and i and i also got into a lot of slowly going the way of the buffalo through through lockdown i think it was just like the chilled <laughs> the chilled way of uh, of that album that sort of made me like want want more of it and like just his vocals like the way that he sings and the way that he did, delivers his vocals and his songwriting is just so just so i don't know comfortable um and i mean i don't agree with a lot of the earlier stuff and the, the earlier ideals but like it was still it's just i don't know like your happy place yeah it's the happy place and that's it's kind of, and it's funny because like my, I wouldn't, I don't even think MXPX would make my top three bands ever. Like if I had to name my top three bands, 
it would be propaganda, no effect, no use for a name, and I don't know, like bad religion. I was going to say probably bad religion. Yeah, you like, could top so, that for MXPX on one yeah, day. Yeah, so though. I mean, it's, it's kind of weird that like I I listen to very little like propaganda and and bad religion and a lot of MXPX. It was weird. That because yeah. like propaganda and like bad religion are probably the content's a lot heavier than MXPX. Yeah. So maybe at yeah. the moment you you don't want like the heavy stuff. You just want something fun. Yeah, you're going into like the lighter, like the less like thought provoking. I I binged the new Anti Flag album so hard. Yeah. There was a period of about three weeks that I could not listen to anything else. I just listened to that album, and then I went into a stage where I needed softer more chilled thing so then it was like happy accident fresh um i have to out myself all right it's happening officially the new taylor swift album <laughs> really hit the spot for a while um it was a mood it was the mood um yeah and then i needed to slow it down and then lately also like more comfort so back to a bit of uh flatliners back to a bit of red city radio like some of my faves um that's that's yeah that's my you know chris cresswell's voice is my happy place <laughs> so like i i hear what brett's saying yeah. yeah marcus what has it been for you um for me uh it's been uh it's been like a little bit of going back to like not like not to when i first started listening to punk but um like uh, if you if you checked out the uh the spotify playlist that the site puts up every month i think I think I've tried to like not use any bands more than once, except Cobra Skulls. I think I put them on like every other, every other month. <laughs> uh, and like, I, it's a band that I was just like really, like when I heard them, when they first came out, I was like, okay, like this is cool. It's fine. I'll listen to it now and then. And then this year has been like the year of the Cobra Skull where I just like, I've listened to all their records. I just hit play from the top and it just goes all the way down. I listen to every song and like, I've been really into them. It's like a lot of political stuff. Um, yeah. a, a lot of just like anger and that's been how I've kind of addressed that. Um, cause I'm, if you know me personally, uh, like I'm not like an angry person. Like it's not like a, you know, I teach first grade, <laughs> I teach six year olds. So like yeah. <laughs> you have to have like a certain disposition to, to deal with six year with like 26 year olds for, you know, seven hours a day. Uh, but you know, like while I'm driving, like just kind of be able to, um, you know, kind of, it's almost like you're, you're talking to someone who like sees things the way you see them and is frustrated by the same things that you're frustrated by. So that's been like a little bit of, a, um, you know, like almost like, like seeing a psychiatrist, just listening to those lyrics and yeah. be like, yes, yeah. like I'm mad about that too. Like, I don't like that either. Um, so I've, yeah. I've, I've done that. Uh, I've listened to, um, I don't listen to a lot of rap. Um, but I have been listening to the new Run the Jewels uh, record, which uh, which I really like. Uh, the lyrics there are really on point too. Uh, and if you saw anything about um, the state that finally, one of the states I was moving to flip for Joe Biden, um, uh, it was Georgia, and that's uh, where Killer Mike is from. And he he was a big, he's a big activist there. Um, and so that was you know he has a lot of really really on point lyrics for this moment. Uh, so I've been listening to Hit to Run the Jewels and Black Thought, another really good lyricist. Um, and then uh, just some of the other, uh, you know, like Good Riddance is probably one of my first like really big, uh, like yeah. I, I listened to like a couple like bands like locally in San Diego where I grew up in California. Um, 
you know, getting into the scene, but Good Riddance was the first one that was on Fat Records that I was like, ooh, I, even though at the time I like didn't get into lyrics, I was like, all right, I mean, they hate the government, but like, whatever, like the music sounds good. And listen, going back and being like, oh yeah, like, man, that was a long time ago. And like, these things are all still pretty, you know, relevant. relevant. Yeah, so that was, um, so probably, yeah, Good Riddance and Cobra Skulls and then uh, the Run the Jewels record has been, uh, I, I, when I want to choose from like a punk rock, you know, I, I have like a whole portfolio of things I can listen to. When it comes to rap, I just have a couple that I really focus on. And so I've probably listened to the new Run the Jewels record more than any record this year, I, I'd probably say. Weren't Good Riddance meant to play Fest? Yeah, they're still scheduled. Okay, they're great. scheduled for Fest 19. Yeah, can we all, let's all just meet at the Good Riddance set. I think that'll be good. Just, yeah, that is a band that I... Cobra Skulls are playing as well. Uh, next yeah. year mm-hmm. hopefully so mm-hmm. and that, they're a band that i saw they got announced and i was like yes yeah. please happen mm-hmm. yeah we've not seen either of them good no. riddance is on the bucket list yeah oh. has not been checked off yet so yeah i was actually supposed to go to see good riddance on new year's uh on new year's like when i was a kid when i was like 18 uh and then i i skipped it uh because i was hanging out with this girl that i liked and she wanted to go do something else and no. I haven't regretted her. <laughs> I, I haven't regretted it because I ended up marrying her. But but it was one of those things where like, it's a good thing it worked out because otherwise like I haven't seen him yet and that would really eat at me, not being able to see him. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen him. Just to, just, to, just to rub that in. I've seen him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so yeah. Okay, so in the... Oh, if you want to know my what listening... Oh, well, we, we covered that last week, so... Oh. <laughs> go back and watch the other episode oh. okay but all right noted it's i mean it's basically like what real basically said was um just like old older like nostalgic stuff just again because like you said comfort mm. yeah i like obviously doing the uh, site i have trying to focus in on a lot of new stuff as well but when i'm not uh writing reviews and i have like leisure time listening it's yeah my, like my favorite songs or just yeah. massive spotify playlists of just classics but, uh, yeah. but, so in the week I, I went on the instagram and learned how to do insta questions which was <laughs> annoying and i sort of said like what thing would you like us to talk about uh on the podcast this week and i got three replies emma just said mm, vegan chocolate because there was a picture of vegan chocolate in the picture so she was helpful <laughs> um Shout out to vegan chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's nice to be fair. So I got a message from Just Say Nay, like UK ska punk band. I'm going to assume it was their lead singer, Jack. He just said cats. So anything you want to say about cats? Cats cats are awesome. Cats are amazing. They make your life better, particularly when you are locked inside your house and can't go anywhere. Yeah. I I don't want to be that that person, but uh, we we got two puppies during quarantine. Uh, that was the thing for our kids that really kind of got them through that long period of not going anywhere. So uh, nothing against cats, but yeah. dogs are excellent as well. Eleven yeah. out of ten would recommend. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. a pet, treat it well. Yep. Adopt. Yeah. Okay, get so in on that. There you go. There you go, Jack. Hopefully that suffices your <laughs> cat chat. <laughs> and then uh, Dan number two, he, he asked what our favorite ever gigs were. So who wants to go first? Because 
the panic in Robin's face right now. All right, all right. No. So usually I say it's the gig in Australia. Bouncing Souls, Hot Water Music. But I'm actually going to pick. Okay, so very few bands come down to our little spot here at the bottom of Africa. But uh, we have had a few make the trek. And I'm going to go ahead and say Mad Caddies, when they toured here. Oh, they played Gentlemen for us as well. It was amazing. Uh, it, it, it was just... It was just beautiful. It was just everyone came and uh, they had, you know, we have some big ska bands here. The, you know, from Joburg, we have Fuzzy Gish, which is like, yeah, like I, I always say, it's like going to punk church when Fuzzy Gish play. They opened, in fact, they're opening for, oh, that's, that wasn't, that's for NoFX. That's not for my caddies. But one of NoFX's live shows is actually just on Spotify now. Um, but it was just so good. It was just such a party. So I'm going to say Mad Caddies playing Johannesburg, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe? 2007 or 2000? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was 2007 or 2008. Close second to a show we saw in Australia. I don't know what Brett's going to pick, though. Oof. Yes, that's a tough call. Marcus, you go first. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it some more. Uh, well, I think probably the... Uh, it, it's a it's a hard one to toss up um i know we i answered i think this is a question on the site like under your bio like what your, what your yeah. best show was and uh i think that i said uh rocket from the crypt um in san antonio and rocket from the crypt is a band from san diego that i love but i never saw when i was there like it just never when i lived there i just never worked out i never saw them um and then they broke up and it was like okay well i guess i'll never see him again and then they reunited and they played a show after south by southwest which is kind of closer to where I live in Austin. I live closer to Austin than San Antonio, but they, they announced a show in San Antonio. And so I, I, I took the day off work and I, I drove down there. It was like a three hour drive. Uh, and which is not long compared to other places I've driven for shows, but uh, uh, they were the best live band that I've seen. And so even though uh, I, I went by myself, cause I didn't have, you know, cause there's not really a lot of people I know in real life here in Texas that are into that stuff. But uh that was the best live band. As far as like the best like show experience, uh, I went to um, when I was in high school. There was a there was like an all day festival on, on, a, on a weekend, and um, I don't know how how popular they are in your areas, but uh, Unwritten Law uh, was the headliner, um, and like Phoenix TX also played. Oh wow! <laughs> and yes. uh, trying to think like sprung monkey i don't I, i'm not sure how, how famous any of these bands are for where, where you are but um uh, and there are a bunch of other local bands played and that's where i that was like that's probably the show that i was like oh there's other local bands that i've never heard of that are also good uh there's a band called convoy that was almost like a almost like an alt country band but they were really good live and that kind of got me into them and then uh a band called death on wednesday which is like a punk like like a punk band and they were my first like local music obsession. I saw them at least a dozen times after that. And it was like, looking at, looking at the line, it was like, well, I want to go see Unwritten Law. They play last. Uh, and they were great. They played like a Fugazi cover. They played Waiting Room. It was, it, it, they played everything. It was, it was awesome. But before that, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Death on a Wednesday. Sounds, should we even go see them? That sounds like a dumb name. And then I thought, and I was like, whoa like that you know and like the 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 place was like it was like not even a quarter of the way full and it was like in the morning and i was like looking around i was like guys listen to this like this is this is awesome so that was the first time that i was like oh i should really try to find like other bands that are in this area because 
it's not just the ones that you can find like at a record store that have yeah. stuff that's out. It's like, there's other bands that are doing other stuff. So that was a, that was like a big turning point for me was listening to, to death on Wednesday at that show and being like, Oh yeah, this is good. Nice. Oh, sheesh. Yeah, Brett, Brett, go. I'm still thinking. Is it? Yeah, no, is no, it... No, mine is so hard because I don't even rem- I don't remember what I put on the site on the bio. But I like, picked one that I didn't put on my bio. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it now, and it's like, like seeing no use for a name in Australia was like big. And for and me. and he went early. So and he, I got to meet the band. So he was, just pulled up next to their van, <laughs> yeah. and they were getting out with all their stuff. It was like I was I just fanboyed completely. Um, yeah, I mean, Propagandi at Prefest was, like, amazing. Like, so, just, so amazing that he injured himself. Yeah, I, I injured myself. He twisted I, his I ankle. He spent the entire night at, you know, I got ice from the hotel, and I just put it on his ankle, and I went to the 7-Eleven and got all the ibuprofen I could buy. That's how good that Propagandi set was. <laughs> and Kid Dynamite at Fest 10, I think that was, I mean, it was, like, died. when, yeah, we, it was when we announced, when when we said we would go to Fest 10 and there were like a few bands that were announced that had Painted members, Black. Painted Black, Lifetime and None More Black, Black, like all of the members of Kid Dynamite were there and it was like, oh, will they play? Will they play? And then they were announced and it was, it was a dream come true. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't like, know if you I'll guys never, have, have yeah. been at a fest where you have the Florida theater as a venue, but it is, it, it gets very, very full. And yeah. when people move around in it, oh man, it was brutal. It's dangerous. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's so hard to choose. And then pretty much every gig in South Africa has been like, I've not had a bad one in South Africa. Uh, yeah. No people. Cause people, when someone comes, they're just so happy that someone's here. So we just have the best time. It's just party. It's yeah. Good times, yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, those are my three. I think pick no use for a name. That's a good one. Okay, no use for a name. <laughs> well, well decided, Robin. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, my one. What we got? Um, well, I want to say like do it together fest that we did earlier this year, but I feel like that's just an obvious one. It was really good, because like all my favorite like bands were there who I'm friends with, and just Lightyear, who was my favorite band ever, and they played my birthday party which was lovely, but I kind of think uh, as for like, I think of festivals as well. I think Booze Cruise in Hamburg last year was incredible, just as an experience to go to another country where what was more like European bands that we don't, we don't get many European bands come to the UK because of, I don't know what it is, but in the UK, we, we care about obviously UK punk, and American punk, punk, but we, for some reason, we assume punk is only to the west of us. And, (laughs) but there's just um, so many really, really good bands in Europe and we got to go see loads of them. And then loads of bands like, like Bong Mountain or uh, Western Settings who like, they're sort of coming up in the UK punk scene, but, or the US punk scene even, but aren't massive yet. Yeah, and they were over there, so we got to see all of them, which which you would normally you'd have to go to like fests and stuff. So, and just the whole atmosphere, like seeing the uh, German like uh, fans were, because I know in the UK, like people don't always get to gigs for the opener, and but but obviously when the headlines there, people care, but here like 
not only were people there early for every band, they were enthusiastic for every band, which is mm. not something you really get. Because I think here there's a bit of a we're a bit too cool for school kind of vibe. Until there's... I think it's the same. It's the same here. Like a lot of the time, like the the venue will be fairly empty, or there'll be only a few people around for the like at the bar for the opening bands. And that's one of the really nice things about like Fest and MPF. I mean, obviously the only two international festivals that we've experienced so far. But like, like almost every band that plays, like they like their fans really come together and they're there for the band and it's just really cool to see like even if it's at a show at like one o'clock in the afternoon and people are hung over or tired from the night before and yeah it's they're still there to to support so yeah, yeah that was that's also at mpf in particular actually yeah. we yeah. noticed that i like always have a stuck at you know, uh, that forever unclean set that was at oh what's the name of the venue breadshed or zoo i've got if it's changed its name now one of them but this was, must have been about one or okay. cat. Hi, Rocky. Um, okay. This must have been about one or two in the afternoon, like first band on. The venue, I reckon, is a good 500 capacity, like Forever and Cleaner, quite a small band from Denmark. They've yeah. got a bit of a following in the UK, but they're not huge. But we were, got, we were right down the front. I think towards the end of their set, I just looked behind me and the room was full. And it was just such yeah. a nice thing to see. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. Especially for a band they have come over from Denmark, uh, where, like, as I say, European bands don't get as much recognition as they maybe should. It's weird because so, they're so, so close. Well, it feel it seems like it's so close to us. It's, it's much very closer than close. Africa. <laughs> yeah. I think for the UK, because we're not a very big country at all. Like, far away for us is two hours. So, <laughs> and so when. Uh, Marcus was saying about driving three hours for a show. I can't think of. Yeah, any... respect for that. Yeah. Like yeah, the dedication. That's, 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 that's legit. Real, yeah. <laughs> what, what are curfews like there? Do are they? They. Uh, well, I mean, like the uh, with those places, uh, like when I went and saw Rocket from the Crypt in San Antonio, I ended up, uh, you know, it ended. Show ended like at eleven thirty or twelve. Maybe, maybe it was midnight, and so then I had to drive back. I ended up stopping like at a hotel parking lot and just sleeping for a couple hours, like halfway there. Or uh, I saw I saw Jawbreaker. No, I saw um, I saw Menzingers up in Dallas, which is another like two and a half hour drive. And uh, my, luckily, I have a brother that just moved there, so I was like, "Hey, I need a place to stay after the show because I'm not going to be able to like you know <laughs> to be there and do what I want to do with the show and then." drive back another two hours without crashing my car. So, so, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, they don't end early when you drive far away. So you got to uh, find some way to. <laughs> now we have that uh, issue. Like cause we live in Bedford. If you don't know, it's about an hour North of London on the train. And the, the venue we usually go to new cross Inn, which is the best venue in the country um, is in South London. So that's maybe another 45 minutes getting across London. So if we go to a gig, it finishes about 11, quarter past 11. We usually don't get home until sort of half one in the morning just because yeah. of the trains are really slow coming back. Mm. And then like we have to then go to work at like eight o'clock. So yeah. this has been like maybe the one of very, very few positives of 2020 and lack of gigs in that I've actually slept this year. <laughs> I kind Your of body thought, thanks you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when, when when gigs are a thing again, oh, it's going to be a struggle. 
<laughs> but it's yeah. also going to be a case of making Getting up for lost time, so we'll have to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. No excuse. No, I can't. I what? think I think the next gig I go to, I will cry. What I was, think I'll cry through the whole thing. What was the last live gig that you guys went to? Oh, we see we covered this last week, Brett. Have you not been listening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last one was uh, Barstool Preachers at New Cross with a band from Leeds called Nosebleed and a band from Bristol called I Destroy and uh, Lucius, who's the lead singer of Call Me Malcolm, opened with a solo acoustic set, which was really good. Oh, okay. How's this topical? Because we saw the Dumpies from Texas. Yeah, the oh. Dumpies. All right. <laughs> Uh, for, for me, it was um, the, uh, in Austin, they do the first, because um, like Austin's like a pretty big uh, college town. That's where the university is. Uh, it's just a huge town anyways, but uh, it's kind of dead the, la like the first week of, J of January while a lot of the students are still like celebrating like the Christmas holiday with their family and they're not there. And so it's a little bit dead. And so the first week of January, um, all the venues that are there, and there's a lot of them, have let's have a free week where they just have a bunch of local bands that play and you just it's free and so i just i saw like four different bands play at three different venues and it was all walking distance um so i saw um uh slow-mo drags which is a austin uh, indie band nothing that was punk uh but i saw i'm trying to uh there was uh i'm trying to think of what the other one was called though but i, I saw a couple bands and and uh and i remember uh the lockdown happened right before South by Southwest, which I had planned to like take a day off of work and be there all day. Um, I was gonna see Warriors. Uh, I think oh. Face to Face was also gonna was also gonna make an appearance at some point. Uh, <clears throat> so I had everything all lined up, and I was like looking at the calendar, and I was like, okay, I mean maybe maybe it'll, <laughs> maybe yeah. it'll be all right. Yeah, I think I've been thinking uh, that for every yeah, festival okay. this year. Of like what's yeah. been in our calendar. Ah, oh, Booze Cruise will be all right. Ah, oh, Level Up Festival will be all right. Ah, oh, Fest will be all right. And it's too not happened. No, nope. yeah, unfortunately not. But at least we stopped crossing stuff out out of the calendar now, so it's not just like oh, every time now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that. But okay, so the main thing we were going to talk about this week was um, so like. Because we've got like Marcus from Texas and Robin and Brett from uh, Johannesburg here. Talk about the scenes where they live, because I feel like we, well, especially about the South African scene, we like the UK. We don't know anything about that, so I thought it'd be interesting to hear about that. So, so much pressure. Again, we're the experts. We're just still going to talk. Yeah. Talk. Yes. Yeah. Where'd you go? Um, I guess the scene, from my experience, or in my and in my opinion. Um, it's very eclectic. I think back in the day when I was got getting into punk, um, it was when Green Day and Offspring and Blink, they were super popular on MTV and, you know, when they still played music and... On MTV. <laughs> on MTV, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was... So, I mean, a lot of our bands sort of gravitated towards playing like that pop punky, like Southern California sound. We had like Tweak and Room 3 and like a whole bunch of like new, mm. um, new world inside they all sort of like went towards that like sound um but at metal has always been quite big um, i think the one thing about the south african scene is like we don't have a lot of 
one thing. Like we don't have a lot of metal bands. We don't have a lot of punk bands. We a don't lot have, of ska. We don't have a lot of ska. So generally like shows in South Africa, they're always a mix. super mixed. Like you never get like, I think even the Dumpies, we had like Domestic Violence who were an awesome like female fronted hardcore band. And then Monday the, Morning Justice. Monday Morning Justice, who are like um, folk punky. Yeah, they're um, getting a bit more like flatliners. Yeah. And then like the Dumpies, who are like straight up punk. Um, yeah. And I mean, like every band that's sort of come over to South Africa from overseas, generally, like it's the same big bands that would open for them. We would have Hog Hoggity Hog in Cape Town, Half Price in Cape Town, um, Durban. I can't really think who would be there. Like, I mean, we used to have low profile in Durban, profile but I think Durban, they split yeah. up. Yeah, like in Joburg, it would always be fuzzy. So you'd always have like the same bands opening for the internationals. Um, and like when Gyroscope came, Gyroscope oh. were like a small Australian indie alt rock band who like I really liked. They they toured in like 2007. Like our our big band, Fuzzy Gist, who Robin mentioned earlier, like they actually closed the show because nobody knew gyroscope and i think the only way people would stick around was if gyroscope played first um yeah it's like it's a weird it, it is a strange scene i think the scene is is branching out a little bit it is very white male um and it has been since i can remember and yeah but i think it is changing but very slowly like we we are getting bands from the lesser known areas like soweto and like the female fronted bands are coming out a lot more. Um, and it's not just like, I think the female fronted like hardcore bands, which is, which is different. Like people don't expect that kind of thing, which is, which is very cool. Uh, yeah, so I think our scene is very small. Our scene is very tight. There's a, only a few people, like if you go to the shows and so that, like I still see people at the shows that I go to now, that, that we go to now rather that like have been going to shows for years. Like I see the same people. Um, it's becomes a family. It, it, it really does become a family. And I think Robin and I have never like fully gotten like into the family, but we've always been there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like they, they probably don't know us, but we know them. Um, <laughs> but it's maybe just because of my, my personality of, you know, like shying away from humans. No, we um, do. I mean, I think, yeah, I think we don't get, we, we're not playing in bands, so we don't get in into like, you know, being at every single show that everyone is playing, but um, it's definitely a close-knit group, and yeah. I think we definitely like show up to support. Yeah, we always do. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything Brett said, it's, it's eclectic and, and small, and I think sometimes, yeah, like I think sometimes when people come visit, you know, they'll be like, oh, it's, it's like medium. And we're like, no, no, like, this is us. Like, we've really, like, we've come out, um, you know, we're just a small place. <laughs> yeah, we've got lots of, I think we've got so many, like, we're, we're not a big country, I guess, but we are, I mean, we are spread out. So yeah. I think, like, people come to, like, Johannesburg, which is a big city, but they'll only get, like, a couple hundred people at their show. And it's because, like, that's all of the people in Joburg. That, that is, like, that like, is Joburg. Like, that's Joburg. <laughs> like, it's not, you're not going to get more than that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But I, th I, I like, I like it for the, for the most part. I think the last thing I'll say is, as much as, yeah, we're small, there's still, like, 
Joe, like Joburg is kind of, I mean, I don't want to discount Durban because Durban is its I own mean, creature. Well, yeah. But there's Durban and Cape Town. And there's Joburg and Cape Town. And they're a little bit in rivalry. And sometimes bands will emerge in Cape Town that we like won't know about for a long time. So it's like, Colin, I think you were like the piss ups and we were like, hmm, you were <laughs> and then you're like, they're from Cape Town. And you were like, oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You know, so in sometimes you get a little bit like myopic in your scene, which is for us is like Joburg Pretoria. Um, but to be honest, like the people we know are just so, so lovely. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think if, like, if you guys ever came to South, South Africa, it would be, like, we would have to make sure that it was at a time that Fuzzy Gish was playing, because that is when the South African, or oh, the Joburg punks or, come out. Or we'd have to go to a Fokov police car in Pretoria. Mm, yeah. So that's an Afrikaans band, so it means Fokov police car. Um, and, uh Wow. The, Praetor- the Pretoria crowd. Yeah, they love that band. I, I can't explain it. it it's, it's an experience. It is an experience. It's really good. But yeah, small, eclectic. Come visit because we'll love you. That's, yeah. that's all I got to say. And if any bands are listening, yeah, please come. come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, am I talking about like the, uh, like the American punk scene? Or I'll like talk about the... Texas it's a bit rather late. than... Yeah, just talk about, I guess, Texas punk scene and... Uh, well, Texas is like not really. Um, I, I, Austin has a huge music scene, um, like, and, and uh, it's very, very eclectic. It's like a very diverse. Uh, I think that's what's funny about Texas is Texas is huge. There are um, there are like two hundred and fifty four different counties, wow. uh, and it's in two different time zones. Uh, wow. so, like. When you when you enter Texas from the west side, you are closer to the Pacific Ocean, which is three states away, than you are to the east side of Texas. Wow! Um, <laughs> so wow! So like it's yeah, it's big, um, and and like it's so, it's so varied. Like the it's obviously like very rural. There's lots of rural areas like where I live, um, and where there's no like there's no there's no punk scene at all. There's not really even like a music scene. It's just people that live here, uh, you know, doing their own thing. There's not any venue like there's not a venue uh, within like 35 miles of where I live. Like there's maybe some like in Waco, which is a which is like a, a college town, but it's like a, it's like a Christian university, and uh, the bands that play there aren't really. Um, anything that anyone on this site would probably listen to. Uh, I don't listen to them. Uh, but uh, like, but Austin, like Dallas, Houston has, like they definitely have their own scenes. Uh, Austin is, is really eclectic. Um, it's really diverse. Uh, you, I, and I, it seems like they just like interchange like players. Like there's, you know, there's people I know who are like, oh yeah, I play like, I play drums for like this punk band here. And I also play uh, bass in this jazz band over here. <laughs> and like, they, like it's just like they pride themselves in like not being constrained by a genre um i i lived there for uh for a, like a summer and uh and i knew a couple people that were in different bands and it was like how are you in this like swing band on one night playing at like hotels and then you're also 
you know, playing at these like dirty hole in the wall places. It's called the hole in the wall. Like is the name of it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, on, on like the, uh, the next night. So anyways, uh, it's really eclectic uh, in Texas. I think specifically, I think probably one of the, some of the, the more well-known bands are on like dirt nap records. Uh, it's like bad sports, uh, the marked men, um, a lot of like garagey type rock that would still be punk, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's a lot different from like the Southern California punk that I grew up on, uh, you know, a thousand miles away in a couple other states. Uh, so there's uh so yeah, it's, it's eclectic. Uh, it's not, it's uh there's like, I don't really know that there's a lot of, I, I know that when like, uh, like when Chuck Reagan or Ted Leo have toured here, uh, like, I, I don't know that there was really even like, there might've been like one opening band, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I think usually they, they kind of brought their own support because there, there's not a lot of like specifically punk, you know, bands that are in Austin. It's more like, oh yeah, this is like, this, this is like, uh, if you like this band, then it's like, it's like punk Indian. And this is like the punk metal band. They're always like adjacent to something else. And so uh, there's not, uh, and, and I'm, I'm an outsider because um, I am shy, but I also just live, I don't live close to it anymore. Um, now that I've, now that I've, you know, had to buy a house and have a career and raise my family, uh, it's harder to live in the bigger cities. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, they have a lot going on and there's usually something it's, it's harder to find. It's not like you can just pinpoint like a specific, uh, like location, but like the Mohawk, uh, a lot of bands on like Red River, um, street, uh, or Red, uh, I don't even know if it's street, Red River Boulevard, but there's a couple of different re really good venues. Mohawk is the best one uh, in the in Austin and probably in the state, in my opinion, too, of the, the few places that I've been to. Um, so they always put on something good, but it's going to be like, it's going to more like test you like, oh, this is cool, but you got to kind of earn it. You got to listen to it and like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I do like this. It's different than what I'm used to. So there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variety here in, uh, here in the Austin uh, and, and across Texas. Just yeah. trying to think of uh, Texan bands that I'm aware of. Like I got the Palantines, they're mm -hmm. really good. And Destroy Orbison, I think are from Texas, but I might be wrong. <laughs> they're on a split with the Palantines, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> <laughs> we know the Dumpies. We know the that's, Dumpies, that's the, we've seen them. Yeah, they were really we've good. We've seen them live, they were very good live. Yeah. That was a good show. I'll, I'll look at them because I, I have, that's one that I hadn't heard of yet. So shame Please. on us. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I was just thinking when you're describing how big Texas is, it's probably bigger than England. It is. So it is. yeah, probably. How can I was like, what? Like, I was gonna say, but I'll just talk about the Bedfordshire scene. That's bed there, Bedfordshire scene. And yep. so we have a scar band called Easy Dread, who's sort of uh, from sort of Luton slash Bedford, which are like two neighbouring towns. And then from Milton Keynes, which is another sort of neighbouring town where Emma's originally from, we had Capdown comes from there, who are sort of one of the biggest UK sort of scarcore bands ever, and probably one of the most influential and loved and much missed. And there was Anti Vigilante, who are also from Milton Keynes, they're a similar sort of sound to Capdown. And their saxophone player slash lead singer now is in a like a folk duo. His name is Hope in High Water, and that's essentially the bands from where I live. So we spend most of our time in London, where there's loads and loads of bands who we cover all the time. And I'm not going to list them all because you're probably aware of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, London. We've seen the signs. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's topic one covered. Hopefully, nice. Go team. Uh, hopefully, folk have learned something from that. Uh, my next topic, which I thought of not long before we really started recording this, was like, what are your thoughts on uh, people filming at gigs, like with mobile phones rather than professional filmographers? Yeah. Like filming or just like taking photos? Like uh, this. I don't mind photos so much. It's when you're there behind your phone for like a whole set. So like... I think I'm going to take a middling position as someone who does not have access to many shows and who spends a lot of time on YouTube looking up live performances and then like using my imagination. So I appreciate when people do like video live performances because obviously it means that I can get a sense of what that's like. And especially if I'm going to see a band live a bit sometimes. But also having been at a show and, you know, I'm short, I'm small and someone's standing up there and they've just got this going and it's, it's like, it can detract from the experience definitely. And I'll just add to that, the, 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 the men at shows who are medium to tall, who without fail, medium to tall. <laughs> well, <laughs> And not even just in front of me, like not a, not a normal, like distance in front of me, like, like against my face, they will stand in front of me, like move in front of me. And it's like, dude, where do you think I'm looking? Like, and, and, you know, particularly as a smaller person, sometimes I'm going to go like forward, but I'm small. So I'm not going to be like upfront a lot. So I'm going to, move a little bit back because that's where everyone is moving as they should have a good time. But then people will then come and stand in front of me because I'm standing a little bit back and that can be a bit annoying. So I'm just adding in on that. But yeah, I'm a little bit like, I, I think if it's maybe done from the right spot, I understand why people want to like, you know, have the memory of the thing or record know. the thing. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, like when I well, when we go to shows, like I'll take a photo or a couple of photos that I think will look cool, but to like to post on Instagram or remember the moment. But after that, like or once the photo is done, like I I want to be in the moment, yeah, and that's yeah. mostly be probably because we we don't get to live that moment very often, so we don't get to see like those kinds of bands all the time. So it's kind of like I want to be here. I want to like. I want to experience what I'm seeing like fully. So I don't, I don't know if it's, if, if it is maybe a privilege thing of, Oh yeah, I, I can just record this band. I would like to know like how many people that record their like those live oh, shows on their mobile phones, like how many people actually go back and watch it? Yeah. Like it's, it's weird. Like, although I do get Robin's points around going back to, or going to watch a YouTube video of some like crazy badly filmed, like live set from some band that, that you've never seen live. And it's like, oh, this is my only way I can ever do this. I have to watch this. Um, I don't but think yeah, that's just us. Yeah, generally, the sound quality is not great. No. Uh, that's what I thought I brought out this year because in the past, I was very, very much, no, live in the moment, put your phone down. But now, obviously, gigs have been taken away. I am so thankful for those people who have been filming. It was like, oh, yeah, I remember doing fun things like this. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Especially for the, like a lot of the smaller shows like what we've been to with like with it's like the only time like I've got to see lots of my friends. It's like, oh yeah, there's like Paul, there's Mike, there's uh, Sarah. It's like, oh they're my friends. I remember them. So that's yeah. always yeah. quite nice. Yeah, I, I think there's a way to do it without like detracting. You know, obviously if you just like go there and post up in the front and you're just like filming it the whole time, it's like, why did you bother? Like if you're just gonna stand there and not enjoy it, but uh you know, I think that there's definitely a way to do it, you know, so that it's like not in someone else's way uh, and that you can just, I think that's as a society, we probably have that, you know, desire where it's like, oh, we have to, you know, you didn't vote unless you posted it on Instagram so with, with your sticker. You didn't go, you didn't go to the show unless you had, you know, the proof that you were there. And so oh, yeah. that's just part of it. I think that, you know, you know, I think that's, I think it's hard, you, you know, do you want to remember the moment from like, from your head, from what it was like, or, you know, maybe you do, because I, there have been times where I'm scrolling my phone, I'm like, oh yeah, like, like that rocket from the Crip show that I knew that I would never see him again, like you bet I recorded some of those songs, just for like a little bit, not for very long, and then I got back into it, but, you know, especially now that they're, you know, they're not touring again, and I'm not, no one's touring anymore, so it's like, yeah. it's been nice to go back and be like, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I kind yeah. of feel like if you are going to film it, don't stand at the front, sort of stand towards the side out of people's way or at the back of yeah. the room because phones have zoom features. So you yeah. don't need to be right underneath the guitarist and you'll get a better video if you're sort of and further it back. It sounds better in the back, yeah. 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 I think the only two, only two shows I've ever like even attempted to record were when I went to Australia without Robin and less than Jake played. Oh no, he made me cry. And I, I recorded like a little bit of less than Jake playing. That was before Fest 10 even. Um, so Robin hadn't seen less than Jake at that point. Yeah, and it was very sad. He thought the, he was doing a very romantic thing. The second time was when I saw Bad Religion for the first time. I recorded a little bit of Bad Religion. And then Brett cried. And yeah. Then, yeah. And I sent that to Robin as well. Yeah. <laughs> what, you crying or Bad Religion? Both. No, Bad Religion. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like my friend Scouse, he went to a Reading Festival, which is like one of the biggest festivals in the UK. And they have like a punk stage and then like the bigger stage with all like, where like the mainstream, like at the time with more rock artists, not like that anymore, but the Descendants were playing, like headlining the punk stage. And he literally popped his head into the tent, filmed about 30 seconds, sent it to me and then left. I went to watch Muse on the big stage. Uh, I was so angry at him. Why like, would he do that? <laughs> well, that is me. I mean, he's little... not like a big punk fan. He just knows I really, really love the Descendants. And at the time, I'd never been able to see them. Oh. I, I, was, I, I sent him a few swear words and told him what I thought of him that day. I know, but it was also <laughs> about 10 years ago, probably. So like, camera quality on your phone for recording oh, in the yeah, field. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have an interesting story about the descendants because so Brett lived in Australia for a time and his dad still lives there. We went to go visit and there was a festival where the descendants were playing. Mostly too. Yeah. So we were like, we go, but um, Milo was obviously sick. Yeah. He had played all of the shows uh, like around Australia and then arrived in Brisbane and had no voice. He had no voice. He tried so hard. So we saw such a unique show because we saw Fat Mike <laughs> sing. We saw Matt Skiba, Fat Mike. Yep. Uh, Jay from Friends of Ram. Yep. They all came on stage bunch, yeah. to sing all the Descendants songs. It was amazing. It was, so we were it was like, beautiful. oh, it's not 
what we wanted to see, but it was so unique that <laughs> you couldn't be mad. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I have a bit of a cool descendant story that you've reminded me of. Like I last year, maybe year before, they were playing in London and Emma's not a massive descendants fan. But I'm out with my buddy Craig, or C Rage, and we went because he's the biggest descendants fan I know. And uh, so we, we went to get some food first and we were walking to the venue and we just, I just sort of saw Milo ride past on a bike. And Craig was looking at his phone at the time and missed it. And I just thought, that's just brilliant because of the, oh, like, <laughs> when I get old and was, ah, oh, the lyric's going to go off my head now. But it's like, will I still ride my bike and get on my bike and ride around town? And there he was <laughs> doing it. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Perfect. And Craig yeah. missed it because he was looking at his phone. And oh, that, you, that's see, terrible. you see, you yeah. see. And, the, and we, come, we come right back to phones, don't we? And missing out <laughs> on the moment. But just watching yeah, them live and see, especially Bill Stevenson, because obviously Bill's been through a lot, like with his health in like recent years. And just seeing how happy he is on stage playing those songs. Like he came to the front yeah. of the, that, the, the stage for the encore and was just, I don't think I've ever seen one person been happier about anything. It was just oh, so nice awesome. to see. I love Bill Stevenson. I what love man. Bill Stevenson as well. <laughs> I love pretty much every record produced in his uh, studio as well. Yeah, I think I did a top 10 records that have been done yeah, you did. at the yeah, Blasted yeah, Room. Yeah. And it was yeah. so difficult. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard. But good fun. Because, like, how much they've put out was ridiculous. Especially, like, Scar stuff they've done as well. And when you think of Bill Stevenson... I don't think I'd naturally go, hey, he'd put out a Scar record or he'd help make a Scar record. Which I think just, again, shows the ability the man has as a producer. Yeah. yeah. yeah the Descendants, all talented. <laughs> Have you got a, a, a Descendants story, Marcus? Uh, I think that was another band that I was supposed to, like, I was hoping to see this year and, uh, and I haven't, so thanks for reminding me. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, um, well, this is our topics. I don't know how long we've been talking for, because I, again, forgot to set a timer. Probably about an hour. Oh, that's an a good hour. time then. So, so we probably should have done this last week, um, but I didn't think of it again until 15 minutes before this one, because uh, Colin's Front Rock World are sort of main focus is recommending like new music to people so that should be a part of this podcast so we're all going to recommend a album we've been enjoying recently and he wants to go first uh, I'll, I'll go um the uh i guess i didn't mention it but one of my habits during lockdown uh, and i guess kind of for, for this year mostly is i go on a band camp uh, i would say at least every other day but maybe more often and I just like click on, like you can search for bands. Uh, and so I just click on like punk uh, and like new arrivals. And it has like a, all the new records that have been released that day. And so I found a lot of, uh, like, like it's, as you could probably tell, there's not much of a scene where I am specifically. So that my scene is now band camp. And I just try to find <laughs> bands from anywhere. Uh, and I found a lot of really good bands this year from Spain. Uh, and so there's a band from Spain called uh, Mondo Beta. Uh, and they, it's all in Spanish, uh, and I don't think that it's on a label, just self-released. Um, but they have like a really big. Um, I do speak Spanish, so that is, that is help with you know, knowing what the, what the lyrics are like. Uh, but they're really uh, Hot Snakes influenced, like post 
like post-punk, post-hardcore. Uh, and I really like them. They are, um, I love the Hot Snakes. They're like one of my favorite bands. Um, anything that John Reese has done, I'm a fan of. Uh, he's the he's the guitarist in Hot Snakes. And he, he's in Rocket from the Crypt uh, and Sultans and a bunch of other projects. Um, but so they're, uh, they're like in the interviews I read from them, they're like, oh yeah, we just love the Hot Snakes. Our, basically our goal is to sound like the hot snakes if they sang in spanish and uh, so they have uh they they put out their first record uh called uh what's it called i'm already, I'm already forgetting what it's called and i was i was feeling so prideful of myself for for for, for no but, notes. Colapso uh, <laughs> <laughs> tropical is what it's called um and uh, it's really good i highly recommend to anybody if you don't like the hot snakes you should check them out too um, and they're like, you know, they they're, they put out a record last year or a couple years ago and they put out some singles this year. So I think there was supposed to be a new record this year. I don't know if that's still happening or not. But uh, in the meantime, listening to the Spanish Hot Snakes, uh, Mondo Beta has been really good for me. Cool. Um, my recommend is very recent. So I haven't listened to it that much yet. I've only listened to it once. Um, but is the new War on Woman um, Warren women are exactly what I need right now, which is just in your face, feminist punk. Um, and, you know, uh, their music is obviously like very rah-rah. Um, and yeah, after, after the politics of this past week, that was, that was exactly what I needed. And I actually watched, they did like a listening party on YouTube where they like spoke about the album and, yeah, that was actually really fun. And I think particularly since they couldn't obviously have like a nice gig. Again, as an international fan, I benefit from that. So, you know, that was that was really nice. So war and woman, excellent. Do the thing. Uh, for me, I think... Oh, sorry, go. Oh, sorry. The, 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 the cover of the war and woman album is like, a, it's like a rose with like a wolf mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. It looks like. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. It's cool. It sounds like, it sounds like cool. wonderful hell. <laughs> I'm just like, like everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's it's the new war and woman. It's amazing. Dude, like yeah. it's it sounds yeah, it's like wonderful hell. Oh, I was yeah. just saying, yeah, it sounds like a wolf biting you through a flower listening to that record. That was yeah. that was, yeah, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good record. <laughs> um for me, yeah, I've been I've been listening to the new Get Dead a lot recently. Um, following their their live stream from Weekend at Fatty's, where they did like that live show at Fat, at Fat Mike's house, that was pretty cool. And yeah, like the new Get Dead is it's just really interesting. It's like lots of different styles coming together. Um, I don't think I've been a, a fan of Get Dead like before. It's just yeah, I think it was just one of the things that I started listening to in the last couple of weeks, and it's like yeah, this is something I could get into and. Like I've really enjoyed like lots of really good songs, lots of really good songs, even though it's on a, I mean, like a big label, like Fat Records. It's, I'm kind of sad I didn't pre-order the vinyl or order the vinyl. Like it's, it's a record that I've, I've sort of only gotten into post-release, which is new for me, but, uh, but very good, very good. Did you see the uh, video that Fat Mike did, I think for Alternate Press, uh, a few months ago where he was talking about like the, like 30 or so most important Fat Rec releases? Yeah, and this was before the Get Dead album came out, and he put it on there, which yeah. made me think oh, wow. I should probably listen to this. I haven't yet. 
Cause... I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make anybody mad, but like Fat Mike, I mean, I, I don't always agree with his opinions. I don't always agree with everything he says. He's, he he can be a bit Fat Mikey, I guess. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, like he he does have. I mean, he's he obviously knows what he he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Um, he knows what he knows. So. Dan, Dan number two has also recommended me that get it get dead album and not, not to offend too many people but what you said about fat mike dan number two don't always agree with his opinions but love him anyway yeah. <laughs> hopefully he'll hear that and that'll be fun um yeah. <laughs> okay so i've been listening to a bank or i think they're a band it's just like an act and he's called dead in four it's like a solo like indie folky poppy album by a band from uh, Bedford in New Hampshire, not England, uh, called Mark Oslord. And he's actually released like two, well, an EP and an album this year. And I found the EP first, like Bandcamp. Like you, I spend a lot of my time on Bandcamp looking for cool stuff. And I just, it's not something I'd normally would attract me to it, but there's something about it. It's just like uh, the guy's voice kind of reminds me a bit of Matt Skiba and a bit of M from a band from the UK called Nervous and just the songs are like I just really like I, oh, I don't know what the word is I'm, I'm better at writing words than saying them um, <laughs> like like a haunting like atmospheric kind of thing like sound but it's like still a bit punky but and he's also released that the album I've been listening to is called Want Walter Concrete and recently he's also released an EP called Media Shower which is a lot more punk driven sort of sound because I was going to go like review Walter Concrete and I looked one on Bandcamp to get the lyrics because bands please put your lyrics on Bandcamp because it makes reviewing so much easier yeah it really <laughs> does but then I discovered oh he's just released a new EP so I should probably review that instead then so that'll be out on the site in a, a few weeks but yeah so Dead in Four just a really really good new act nice yes. Cool. Right. Well, I think this is. Um, have we got anything else we want to talk about or plug or before we wrap this up? Not for me. Not for me. Not here. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, I'll plug Collins Prog Rock World, where we all like write reviews and like do playlists and occasionally write the top tens and columns. So obviously, you're probably aware of this podcast because of that site. But please keep supporting it and also CPRW Records because we've like. I think we've raised nearly two and a half thousand pounds for various charities since we started doing that. Um, we'd like to keep making that go higher. So all support is very welcome and loved. So if you, even if it's just sharing the site and telling your friends about it, that's amazing. So yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks to Brett, Robin and Marcus for joining us this afternoon or this evening in South yeah, Africa. Probably awesome by now. It's so good to chat to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Nice meeting everybody. Yes. Yeah, nice meeting you as well. See you next time. Yes. And so I'm recording the next podcast on Tuesday. There's a bit of a special one because I'm doing it with Mike and Paul from B Sharp. And we're going to talk about punk stuff. And I've just, I have, I have realized doing this podcast is just a very good excuse to chat to my mates as well. So, cool. yeah. so, so yes. Yeah, so thanks for listening or watching. Uh, see you on the next one. Uh, stay safe and have a good rest of your day. Bye. Yeah. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.